babies. <laughs> Kevin Costner and Ray, Ray Liotta and their dad son. They, it, Ray Bill falls asleep to them boning in the field. John Cusack was in that movie, right? Too. Didn't play Sheila's show. Was that him? I want to think. He was, was in that, that one. Was oh, that no, John man. Cusack? No. No way. Maybe I was thinking of Eight Men Out. Is he in Eight Men Out? I don't think I've ever seen that movie. Oh, thank God, because I haven't seen it either. I didn't want to be ridiculed. Oh, that's eight, men, eight men out is what we call Wednesday morning in Irene's. <laughs> <laughs> we still we start the show there, boys. <laughs> Feeling good on that one. The uh, Silver Mind Sports Show. We talk all things uh, New England sports. We are officially in the dog days of summer. So welcome. Welcome to that. We'll uh, try and pull out some topics to talk about. We're going to go blind opening takes. We have not discussed these yet. Bill, seeing as you haven't been here in a month, why don't you start? Bruce Cassidy, unemployed six days. Bruins still looking for a coach. Ineptitude of the Bruins, still dead to me. Carry on. Nice. Not in the show, but good opening take. Uh, Just I'll to go. Out there. I, I actually have not thought about this one bit. Um, real flushed here. So, Ray, do you have an opening take? Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I didn't have one, so I just said I just had to think of something. Yeah, the see how it says show run down. You could have just taken one any one of those. But anyways, uh, Bill, you worst. never have one. I think it's all off the cups. Yeah, this is the worst. Sometimes time I of put year. some thought into it. <laughs> Raymond, this is, the, this is the worst time of year. Baseball only. Uh, Billy baseball and his boner for his fantasy team. That's all we're gonna hear about for the next three months. I fucking hate it. This is the worst time of year. Uh, wake me up when football starts. Love Ooh. baseball. Uh, here's one that didn't make it in the I think the email, but I made it in the show rundown. So I'll touch on that. Uh, Dan Snyder was uh, expected in uh, court to show up, didn't. So he's going to get sued to show up in court uh, sometime soon. Roger Goodell did show up in court, uh, and it was I don't know what the uh, defamation for the uh, act for the workplace environment that is going on with the Washington Commanders and how fucking gross it is. And Roger Goodell just lied through his teeth Mm -hmm. yet again, this time under oath. That's called perjury. Get this fucking guy. Somebody go after him. He just lied and lied and lied. NFL scandals left and right. We'll be talking about the Deshaun Watson uh, settlements as well. But just if football wasn't so fucking good, they are so easy to hate. Good God, should they just be disbanded and every one of them been thrown in jail? You're missing the best part. Dan Snyder was running a shadow investigation the same time that the NFL was to basically pin it all on uh, Bruce Allen in Washington, all the workplace hostility, all the sexual harassment. He basically ran an investigation behind the scenes to pin it all on Bruce Allen. This guy um, okay. needs to be out of the NFL. I have a question about that. Remind me, cause it's not in the email. Remind me to get back to that. When we talk about Deshaun Watson, because um, I want to get into the show here, the, uh, some of my sports show show rundown. Celtics uh, recap a little offseason talk as they uh, haven't heard from Bill since they dropped game six. Uh, we'll do some Red Sox. A little catching up on the Red Sox, seeing as Ray haven't Ray and I haven't watched the game uh, yet. Uh, golf talk. Live golf is taking over. And uh, do you love it or do you hate it? Well, let's see where uh, communist Bill lands. And uh, scandals. Talks. <laughs> News Bill's, Bill's a walking oxymoron. He, you know, he loves guns, but he also, I feel like, just could he's like one of that Trump vein, like kind of respects Putin, but also America. Fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. But he's wearing a lime green shirt, so who knows? That's yellow. No, it's lime green. Yeah, it's gross. Uh, simplest minds of the week, Bill. You Ray made it last week. We'll see if you make it again this week. Uh, this is the Simple Minds Sports Show Friday Rewind, June twenty fourth. Hey, Bill Burke. Thank you. E. Welcome to the show. I got something 
Bill doesn't give full happy birthdays. Well, you, look you how old to... Bill is. He's 52. I mean, you don't got many more of these uh, to go. You might want to start. I don't it care out. about my birthday. You're right. Just start stretching them out. <laughs> Speaking of stretching them out, uh, if you're watching on uh, YouTube, we apologize. If you're listening on the uh, any podcast, wherever you get your podcast, go check it out. iTunes, Spotify, wherever. Uh, give us a like. Give us a review and share it. Tell your friends. Your tell mothers. your mothers. Let's start with a little Celtics recap, uh, shall we, boys? Let me ask you, Bill. We didn't get you. The only, actually, the only time Ray and I talked about this was immediately after game six at like 1130 at night. Um, Rich was drunk. I was drunk and angry. What's new? Uh, so let's just give me your, uh, I'll ask you, the, was it a success? Was the season a success ultimately? Wick Grossbeck on the radio this week called the season a success with a uh, disappointing end. Would you agree, disagree? How would you label the season? Did they win the championship? Ray? Uh, no, they did not, Bill. Not a success. <laughs> Championships talk in Boston, and that's, that's I mean, that's the way I see it. You, you had a successful season when you win a championship. Anything besides that is a failure in my eyes, especially the way the Celtics went about doing it. You're up two to, you're up two to one. And going into game four with our dipshit friend in the building and you pissed away a big lead in the fourth quarter and you never looked back. You lost three straight. The only time in the playoffs, by the way, that you lost more than one game in a row. First time since December, they lost more than three. They lost three in a row. Huge, huge problem. Right. I mean, just the way they do it. You you pissed away a championship. I thought after game one, I I understand you game two, you lost, but I thought. Once you're up 2-1, I, I thought for sure, like, wow, you, they really have a chance doing this. Even though I picked Golden State to win in six games, it was all our jinx friend. He jinxed us. Exactly. Ever since that game four, they looked nothing like the Celtics that we've saw we've seen since January. Yeah, it's it was all, really his wife's it's all, fault. It's all Ray and Kelly's fault. They mm-hmm. jinx the Celtics. He usually loses when he's in the building, Ray, for anything because he sucks at life. And that's the way it goes. And he cost the Celtics – a championship, not Jason Tatum. Can I interrupt I, you real quick? I will Richard? just say, no, can no, I? No, 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 let me say. Bill called me his friend, newsflash. That's that's, that's big. <laughs> said our friend, so I kind of split it in half. Uh, I will just say, also, as far as the mush goes, I've been to two Patriots games, three Patriots games with Raymond. Patriots have won all three. So am I just that good? Or is, or well, is it? I've and also, I so both your cars. Boom. Oh, you did. That was awesome. Um. I've me and Ray have been to what eight or nine Patriots games, ten. We've never they've never lost, but when he goes alone, they lose. He's a yeah. fucking jinx. You're the mayor. Good luck. Yeah. So yeah, maybe yeah. you We're guys should mush. sack up and it should have came with me. Good omens. How much do those cost? Three bills? No thanks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Uh to your point on a successful season, not if you won a championship. This is a little bit of a cop out, but if they if next year they go on to win, or I'll give you I'll give you even the next two years with this molt with pretty much this core together if they go on to win then we can look back and call it a success we can look back and call it a, a step in the right direction and they finally got one um in, in in a relative time frame but yeah i i i think when we recorded ray i said it was a success because of where they came from but if you go all the way back to the bubble they took three steps back from there and then it took them half a season to get their shit together. And then they were the best team in the league, hands down, from January all the way up until uh, game five of the NBA Finals. So, yeah, it was a choke job. Uh, they ran out of gas. They ran out of um, experience. They, they ran out of shots. 
whatever. We can talk about why they lost, but um, I don't know. It's a hard one not to call it a success. I mean, you went to the NBA Finals with Jason Tatum as a 24-year-old after you started 20 and 28 at a shitty season last year. I don't know. You're two games away from the finals. You probably call it success, but I think a lot depends on how you how you come back from it next year. Raymond? I call it success. Uh, none of us had them going to the NBA championship, except for me, just because I'm a homer, and I do it just to piss you guys off. But I think Bill had them in the you second also, round. Also, this is how you know you're a homer, because you also made the bet, the ookie cookie bet, that they wouldn't be the bet top four exactly. team in the league. So your and prediction was the finals. And not top four in the uh, league. Come yeah. cookie, bitch. Sorry yeah, to interrupt so I, you. Go I, ahead. I, I call it a success. I mean, none of us thought, thought they would make it that far. They were two games away from winning the NBA championship. Uh, look where they were in December. I think they were in 11 seed, and we were talking about blowing it up, call it t- saying trade J- Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, just start all over from scratch because these guys just don't get it. They turned it all around. A, a huge success. You were two games away, like I said, from winning it all. Was Phoenix a successful season last year? Followed up with this year's early playoff exit last year. Yeah. It's a success. Why wouldn't it be? But the, the same criteria Rich just laid out. If they, you don't follow it up going back to a championship, they lost in what the second round. Like it. Yeah. Phoenix was it Phoenix. I think well, they're last, injured this year. I, well, same thing could happen to the Celtics. The next Lakers year. were injured last year when Phoenix went to the finals. Right I think over Fe- the Lakers. Come on. Phoenix is a good comp. You got two young stars there. They got to the finals last year and they played a team. They probably should have beaten the bucks. Um, and they fell short and everyone thought they'd be right back there this year. And they were the best team in the league all season and they shit their pants in the playoffs. Let's just hope Jason Tatum is not CP three. Like, like that's nice segue. Rich biggest takeaways from the season. I'll give you a couple. You tell me yours Tatum's, um, growth, I think is be, kind of being lost on where he came from to start the season or where he ended last season to what he became the distributor that he became this year and way, the way he worked out of double teams. To make the leap that he made in a year is pretty impressive. Pretty fucking impressive. They gave him first team All-NBA. A lot of that is bullshit. But he went to the Olympics, won a gold medal. He's he he's made that leap into the upper echelon of NBA players. We obviously know that he's still a step or two away from, from really being that championship player. Um, but that's got to be the biggest takeaway. And nobody's fucking talking about it. Jason Tatum's leap this year was huge for them. Yeah, 100%. I mean, you, you look at the way they finished last year, losing 4-1 to in Brooklyn. I mean, he had one good game in that series where he dropped 50. Other than that, you you, were, you didn't expect much. And then the way they started, I mean, he grew from December on. I mean, you saw that growth immediately right before the trade deadline when they went on their run. What did they finish, 26-6 and six or some ridiculous number like that? So, I mean, that's the growth that we wanted. I mean, we alluded to the Patriots with Mac Jones. Like, that's a jump that the Patriots need to see is what Jason Tatum went from last year to this year. I mean, first team, all NBA, you're looking at, you know, probably a top 12, top 10 player in the league, you know, on the outside, right, right there, right now with his talent, probably looking up next year. If he repeats that, you're looking at, you know, cracking that top five, top six player. I mean, he's right there and I did not expect him. I mean, I, even though I've been tooting the superstar horn for a couple of years now, I backed off that a little bit, but he's there. Fuck you, Bill. <laughs> he's there, but fuck you, snip snaps. I wanted to trade him in fucking November. I'm pretty sure I said trade. You want to trade everybody? Uh, November, December, and January. I think you yeah. want to get rid of him. I still do. Uh, <laughs> obviously, we talked about the uh, the turnaround was you know uh, huge. A lot of, we've made a lot of it, but a couple more for you, Ray. Uh, Ime's impact on this team. I think a little bit, a little too much is being made out of it. I think Brad Stevens was preaching the same shit that Ime was preaching. 
they just needed a change. They just needed a voice. They just needed a change in voice because that system didn't change too much. They were defense first. They're um, playing like assholes. You don't hear well, that no, from and, Brad Stevens. I think also, I'll, get, I'll let you go here, Ray, but I think Udoka came in and Brad Stevens told him, you need to define these guys' roles. And maybe he said, that's where I failed, whatever that conversation was, because I think that's the biggest thing Udoka did, even though it fell apart for Marcus Smart at the end. We'll, we'll get to that. But I think Odoka's biggest strength was defining roles for them and um, getting them to play within those roles this season. Raymond. The other thing I think is that I may played in the league. So the, these guys respect him because he's been there. He knows how to, you know, he knows what these guys are going through. Unlike Brad Stevens, who coached at Butler, a uh, decent D1 college, and that's it. You know, he's never been in the limelight, never had to go through the grind like these guys did. So I think they just respect him more for that. I'll coach in the finals. Uh, yeah, I think you could probably say that, Bill. Um, I'll get to that. We'll get to the reasons they lost in a minute. We'll go over a couple, uh, a couple more impacts. Al, I'll give you two toot on the Al Horford move. The Brad, I, 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 I put this under Brad Stevens moves. You could label that as Al Horford for Kemba Walker was a win. They traded, uh, for Derek White. Um, and they traded a good amount for him. They traded, um, a first, a first Langford and, Richardson, who, if you ask me, Richardson might have been more valuable to this team off the bench because he could shoot a little bit better than White could. He could go out there and give you 35 any given night. Not any given night, but every once in a while, he could be that guy off the bench that spelled him. We saw it in the first half of the season. So I'm not quite sure that's a win on the Derek White thing. But um, Al Horford, certainly, I'll give you a smaller one. Daniel Tice on a very small level, I think, was a smart move. Getting Dennis Schroeder out more so, bringing Tice back. Weren't you calling um, for Tice's head in the finals? Always. Or, he sucks. Always. He fucking sucked in the finals. But he played decent minutes. Um, Just making sure. He played decent He's minutes. He's the Brian in, Scalabrini of a team. Yeah, once in a while, oh, he'll he come did. in and have a stretch of a couple games. But would you rather have, would you rather have had Dennis Schroeder going in there mucking shit up every time he went in, or Den- Daniel Tice on the on the bench, and every fifteenth game he has a decent game? I would have taken nothing back to get rid of Daniel Schroeder. So Dennis Schroeder, <laughs> so yeah, in tights. he what was muck, he was mucking shit up. I think that was a, a wise move by him. Um, other than that, there wasn't a lot of transactional shit that made a difference. But um, but I think Brad took Danny's talent and made a team with it, and, and that. Then allowed Grant Williams to play a role, Rob Williams to play a role. Marcus Smart became your starting point guard, which for the most part worked. Worked, yeah. Until it didn't. Until it didn't. Any thoughts think, on uh, Brad's moves or, or Horford or anything like that? I think the two extensions, um, you know, as much as we want to trade Marcus Smart, I mean, he's a defensive player of the year and only at a $22 million contract. That's a bargain in the NBA. And then Rob Williams, too, has a lot of trade value after he got some defensive player of the year votes in all NBA. I think he was the second team, I believe. Um, one of Did the he? first, I, he won one of the first or second teams. I think he was on the second team all NBA. Rob Williams? Defensive. Defense. Oh, defense. Yeah. yeah defense. Okay. Defense. Yeah, he, forgot, he forgot that word. Yeah. No, I said Fox all fast. NBA. I said all NBA defense. Anyways, but his again, brain works faster than ours. Yeah does and in numbers he's just trying to translate the matrix matrix. out of his mouth sorry go ahead but no again he even looks like the matrix in his lime green fucking shirt Mm -hmm. it's yellow 
screen. <laughs> Go ahead, piss. No, Cohen. but either even on um, Rob Williams, and again, another favorable contract, 18 million, 17, 18 million. And again, for his production, you've seen the impact that he brings. I mean, he's good for 10, 12 points, a couple blocks, 10, 12 rebounds. I mean, he's an impact player. And again, you got him on a cheap, a cheap contract in this day and age in the NBA for his caliber of play. He made speaking of another guy that made a jump was Rob Williams this year. He's finally fairly healthy until the end when he tore his meniscus. But I mean, you see the impact he had on the court. And again, it's another favorable contract. So he's built contracts to go after the guys like Bradley Beal and players like that, that you could bring another superstar in. And it's those deals that he signed too. So I think that that, no, that a, needs to a, be factored in there too. It's a great point. And the Rob Williams one really worked out. Rob Williams had a career year and he, um, in the finals in a press conference, he, he was asked what Udoka has done for him. And he said, basically, coach told me to stop being a pussy, stop letting fuckers run me over. And uh, you could see that. I went from trade Rob Williams and any deal that brings me back something because I thought that he would never be able to stay on the court to really respecting, at least respecting the effort at a Rob Williams going out there with a torn meniscus. Clearly, he wasn't right, basically from the get-go. From the and, Bucks, um, he came back what in the Bucks series? series, yeah. Game two or game three, and he, no, he, he came he, back in the no. net series. He came back for five minutes in the net series. Remember, Ben Simmons oh, was supposed yeah. to come back, and then Time Lord. Oh came yeah, back. he came back in game four, right? And then yeah, he, he, I mean, he missed. He was he, he didn't play much, but he, he missed a game in the finals. He missed a game in the Bucks. He missed a game against <laughs> Miami. You know, and it, it, I think the Miami series you saw where him really gutting it out, where he's limping up and down the court, that back yeah, goes towards the end there. But he had a couple real big impact games. So so that deal is stellar. Anybody that wants to take a chance on a top five, seven center in the league with the amount of upside that he has, that's there. Good job, Bill. You always two, like two, time. That's Lord. my God. And then you got uh, Marcus Smart. Together. We thought Marcus Smart's highest trade value was two years ago after the bubble. Nay, nay. Defensive player of the year on an affordable contract uh, has proven he can play the point guard position. <laughs> that's you have to fuck it. If you're ever going to move him, it has to be this. It has to be right now. Mm-hmm. It has to be right now. Um, and we'll get to that. Should they move him? What did them in Raymond? Was it the experience, lack of experience, lack of shooting, lack of depth? Lack of uh, um, Brad Stevens has come out and said, we need more playmaking on this team next year. Is that a Marcus that for seven years? How long has Brad Stevens been here? 2013, 2014. So I've heard it for fucking eight years. Says need more smart. <laughs> They've gone through five. Is this is smart? Their fifth or sixth point guard. Yeah, shit. Rondo, Isaiah, there. Rondo, Rondo was Isaiah, there the Kyrie, Kemba, Marcus. There so was a guy there. in the middle when they traded Jason uh jason terry and all those guys wasn't there a guy somewhere that came back in that oh yeah Brog- that first that first that marcus um that he doesn't count but either way yeah they've been looking for it for a long time um ray out of those experience shooting depth playmaking what did them in finally uh at the end of the season i mean it's all three but i say lack of depth because because the starters you could tell were fatigued towards the end of that series they could they weren't Hustling down the court, you could tell Tatum was tired. You could tell Brown was tired. Oh, All these guys, well, they were just you just checked out. I mean, I think the bodies were just telling them, "Hey, this this is too much for me right now." And uh, yeah, there's no one off the bench that could go in and take their place. So I'd say lack of depth. Let's rewind to the opening three minutes of Game Six. Man, we're up ten. Fucking teams rolling right now. That's it. I just wanted to, I forgot to say that when, when we were talking about jinx parts, Captain you know, Mush Ray texted that to us. <laughs> I, it, I generally start games a little bit late. 
so I can rewind a little, rest forward a little bit, or I'm putting my kid to sleep or whatever. And I got the text and and stupidly looked at it before I started watching the game, and I got so angry. And guess what? Bill and I were right. Captain fucking Mush. We're up 10. Fucking six minutes in the game. What happened after that, Bill? 21 oh, nothing run. 21 was that, nothing. NBA, was it an NBA Finals 50 record or something? years. <laughs> so basically, might as well be the 21 to 0 uh, run. I'll give you the answer to this. It's very easy. Experience, 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 experience. You watch the Warriors turn it on. They went through their four games. They watched the Celtics collapse in game four. And then in game five, you watch them mentally fold. Game six, they had it in the bag. Before they even stepped foot on the plane, they had that game. It was over at halftime. Yeah, it was. They knew they were going to take a punch in the first quarter of that game six. They took it, and then they went on 21 to 0 run. You watch the body language. Uh, Van Gundy said it in the broadcast. You could hear Jalen Brown go into that into the huddle and try and get his guys. He said, "Wipe that look off your face." So there, it was literally varsity versus JV. It was the big dogs versus the puppy dogs. They had never been there before. They used up all that goodwill and all that experience and everything they built up throughout that season, and they, and it, it just went away after Game Four. It just went away. Zero Thanks, experience, zero NBA Finals games experience on that team versus 192. Steph wasn't losing that series. So that also is a little bit why I still call the season a success. They ran up. It's not like they ran up against the Suns. It's not like they ran up against Luka and the Mavericks. They ran up against the team that's been to the finals six out of the last eight seasons, only missing two of those because of injuries. The Warriors are the modern-day dynasty and the Celtics lost to him. It, I'm not saying hold your head up high. It sucks, but Steph was on a fucking mission. It's not the Bruins. It's not the Bruins losing the St. Louis Blues. Perfect. Perfect. Right? I mean, and I, again, or the I, Patriots losing the 2017 fucking Eagles. That dickhead. Yeah. Worst example, but I wanted to get that off my chest. You know, no, but I, I, I mean, you have a point, right? I mean, I think that was the biggest factor going in was the lack of experience. And you're going up against, you know, a top seven player in the league, probably the greatest shooter of all time. And he showed he won the MVP. I mean, you saw they were on a long rest, right? They finished Dallas in five games. Celtics went seven games against Miami, right? So, I mean, they, they took the punch in game one. They they blew game one. I mean, you think this was a gentleman's sweep if they – if fucking golden state decided to pull their head out of their ass in the fourth quarter of game one. I mean, that's a gentleman's sweep right there. And in fact, I, I might even say a, a full sweep because if you're going down to all going back to Boston, you would have saw Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown quit before they quit in game six. Right. I mean, that it's just, that's the biggest thing. Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Jeremy green. I mean, they're your big three. They've been the big three since the start. You know, they're, they've sustained everybody. They've added pieces, but they drafted those guys and they're up there what we hope this core group can turn into. Yeah, I agree with you. I'll, I'll disagree with you on the quit thing. The only guy I actually saw quit on the court, surprisingly not Jason Tatum. He just sucked. The only guy I saw quit was Marcus Smart. The only guy I actually saw quit. I mean, everyone was playing with their head down and without tenacity and were playing poorly. But even late into that game, Jason Tatum couldn't hit a shot, so he was driving. He just couldn't hit a layup. They missed when they were down eight and trying to make a push in the fourth quarter. Rob Williams missed two putback dunks that he usually get, one off a of Jalen Brown drive, one off a of Tatum drive. Jalen Brown, I thought, played really hard to the very last minute of that game when he was taken out. I was impressed by his – they just were just too young. They are too young and too experienced, 
and they they got bullied. They got bullied and they lost. I think that's lack it. Of depth, lack of depth didn't hurt either. That bench was a joke. Grant Williams minus fifty one. Is that second. a record too? Yeah, minus fifty one from the bench. Not and it, great. And you you see why you have Tatum and Brown playing over forty minutes a game. Same thing with Marcus Martin in the high thirties to low forties. I mean, you needed you needed a guy to spell those guys. Any six man, any guy that could come off the bench. You know what I mean? And like even if you had a, a half broken Gordon Hayward that could. Pr- produce minutes and, and points off the bench someone like that not not him but someone like that uh, that could come in and in spurts a, well, Terry, we, a terry rosier that you had on the bench years ago in that um we go. the east finals run when isaiah and all those guys when fucking Kyrie was out or when Kyrie was out i'm sorry with tatum and brown a yep. guy like that a guy that can give you legit not a Derek white that was the problem. When you spell your Marcus Smart, you spell your Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, you don't have a guy that can produce even half of what those three guys are producing. And that was what, what killed you. You look at the way Steve Kerr ran his bench. You had Poole, you had Looney, you had fucking Otto Porter, guys that you could come off the Payton. bench. Pay, yeah, Gary Payne Jr. You had guys that could come off the bench and pr- produce serviceable minutes where the Celtics lacked that in this series. I was thinking that they had guys come out and have quarters after quarters, right? It was like Gary, Gary Payton Jr. would come out and hit two or three threes in a quarter, get his points. Then, then you'd have Wiggins come out and have a quarter. Then you'd have Poole come out and have a quarter. And then yeah, Steph would get, I mean, a clay would get hot for a couple of shots. And in the, in the meantime, I'm, you know, Steph goes and his, has his runs. So, yeah, they had a wave of guys, and, and you had nobody. You had no points off the bench, zero, nothing, no offense, absolutely nothing. And uh, that cut up to him. And the last point I'm making that race that um, you thought stamina cut up with him. Don't go 20 and 28 to start the season and having to play your stars 40 minutes a night in December and January so you can get back in the swing of things and then having to keep play them 40 minutes a night in April just to prove a point that you can't let a lead slip, you assholes. Don't do that. And let these guys rest in the regular season like normal superstars. And uh, maybe they'll have some legs. All right. Uh, real quick break. And then uh, just want to touch on a couple offseason. Notes for the Hold Celtics on, real quick. Move though, on. Game game five, Steph Curry had 16 points. That was a game you needed to steal. It was his worst game in the series. And you and, and again, that was just in an epitude of the Celtics in the series. Holding him to 16 points and you can't win when he's the NBA Finals MVP. That could that's a. Serious mental right collapse. Yep. That was the game of the fourth quarter where Marcus Smart got teed up at the yep. beginning of the fourth quarter. You were supposed to go up two or three or four. You were down one because you had a bad shot. Jordan Poole hit a half court shot. And you were up seven or eight in the third quarter, too, at one point. And then you let them come back and take the lead. And then yeah, you took the lead. Point play. You took the lead again. And then you collapse in the fourth. But Steph Curry had his worst game in the series, and that's a game you needed to win. This is a different series going game six if you could steal that, and you couldn't do it. Yeah, absolutely. Blown chances. Okay, quick break. We'll be right back. I guess it is fun, and the NBA has done a really good. They've they've turned on the NFL switch when it comes to the, their offseason and, and how they're just promoted because it's just rumors, 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 rumors. We went long on that other segment, so we'll just touch on a couple things. Clearly, we uh, you know just made it clear that the Celtics have a ton of holes, mainly on their bench, scoring holes and playmaking deficiency. Um, so, Raymond, yes, sir. Where do you want to go here? Here's what I gave you. Here's your holes. Point guard. I'm just waiting for a, a, an Irene. 
Oh, I, I, I was looking at Bill. I was like, wait, wait. I, was I was waiting thinking yeah. about it. I was waiting to go because I was going to say, well, Irene's butthole, but you know, it didn't fit into the play. Yeah, everyone's filled that. I think we need someone a little bit more creative. We need a point guard. Uh, shooting depth. You need low post depth. Al Horford's going to be 37 on a 20 something million dollar contract. Get rid of uh, you need Tatum to take the next step or half step at least. And I think uh, you need more better usage out of Jalen Brown. And maybe that comes from a better point guard, but Jalen Brown shouldn't be in the corner every fourth quarter, just standing there. He, he pro- he's proven to you that he can uh, handle the bright lights, maybe more so than Tatum. So those are the things that I said, here are the targets that have been thrown out there. Bradley Beal is the big one. Now um, believe what you want on the internet. Deandre Ayton, I heard thrown around a lot before, which is intriguing to me. Phoenix um, just said they're trying to clear cap to sign him, which is weird because they benched him. And I, I, I feel like it's all smoke and mirrors at that point. I've heard Portland with him a lot too. Yeah, um, obviously well. Portland's going to try and load up with, um, with um, Damian Dame Lillard. over there, which and, is weird because they just traded McCullough. How you gonna he's trying up? to get him to go to New Orleans. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Anyway, Ray, your uh, your thought on the offseason moves. I put some free agent vets that you could talk about, too. Just, uh, I don't know, a couple minutes on the offseason. We'll get to it more moving forward. But go ahead. Uh, most important piece for me, I think, is a point guard that actually plays point guard that can shoot and doesn't think he's uh, the most defensive player of the league and uh, jacking up threes like Allen Iverson in the fourth quarter in a playoff game where he shouldn't be. So, yeah, a point guard that knows his role can shoot and distribute. That That is key for me right now. So basically, Marcus Smart in January. Yeah, but eighty-two games. That's the key part, right? Because yeah. we lost the January Marcus Smart in the playoffs. Marcus Smart's shot uh, attempts in the regular season were ten and a half. In the playoffs, they went up to thirteen and a half. I don't remember the exact numbers, and they've changed now since the the series ended. But in the in the playoffs. Marcus Smart had more fourth quarter shots than Jason Tatum. I think Jalen Brown had one more shot than him. Jalen Brown was shooting something like 37% in the fourth quarter. Jalen Brown, uh, Jason Tatum was shooting in the 40s. Marcus Smart, I think, was three for 26 in the fourth quarter. That's that's 2020 Marcus Smart, 2019 Marcus Smart. That's the guy that went away in January and you were the best team in the NBA and he reverted right back to it. And there's no reason to think that he won't do that again. It's his, it'll be his ninth season in the NBA. I'm with you. I don't, I don't know who that guy is as a point guard. I think you're threading the needle. Cause I think Marcus smart did a really good job until he didn't, but I would do it just for a change of fucking, just for a change of attitude, yeah. changes in attitude, changes in latitude. I think the Jays are done with him. I think like his matches is run dry. I wouldn't mind seeing him coming off the bench. That's never going to happen with Marcus I know it Smart. Won't. I know it won't, but that would be awesome. He, I think he would be a great sixth man. If Marcus Smart played Derek White's role, terrific. Oh, yeah. Terrific. But you already have Derek White. So one of them has to go. Yeah, it's Derek one White. And one of them's cheaper. You no. move Derek White. No, I would try. To, I would try. I would try to upgrade the bench more. I think I. I don't hate the starting five. I think defense is what is winning you a lot of games. You had one of the most. You had pretty much the best defensive team in the league last year. I'm a defensive coach with a, a lot coming on that 
Greg Popovich mold, but I think bench scoring is the biggest thing. I think your starting five is one of the best starting fives in the NBA. When when hell, I think you need to upgrade at your power. Who the fuck is this guy? I think you need to upgrade at your power forward position. Get rid of Al Horford with legit only because he is age. I thought he played his his role perfectly this year. You can look to upgrade there, and you can look to upgrade bench scoring. Derek White. Grant Williams, guys like that, you need if you can upgrade, you can. Guys like Patty Mills, who you read mentioned in this email, I would be fine bringing Patty Mills. He could give you points off the bench, better shooter, better scorer than than a guy like Derek White. But you, that's where you need to look look to upgrade because I do not see. And the only reason I was saying this is because I don't see Marcus Smart going in any deal. I think he's he's Brad Stevens' binky. I think he's what he thinks is the heart and soul of this team, and I think he's entrenched in this lineup for years to come i think he's the point guard i think they they, they're growing tired of him as a team but brad stevens isn't so until brad stevens gets tired of him that's when you're going to start seeing him the bradley beals of the world i don't see him coming because that's going to cost you a jalen brown rob williams marcus smart it's he's going to sign for five years at 248 million dollars so you have to either get him a to give up $70 million to try to come here or be trade a shit ton of assets in the sign and trade deal. I get you. I understand you have a, a um, trade exemption, but I'm pretty sure you can include that. You right? can't include it, but just to give you numbers on that um, between Derek white, Daniel Tice and Al Horford, you can get Bradley Beal. And that, and that's a situation you sound like fucking Ray with that trade offer. Well, that's a situation of Bradley Beal says I'm leaving. I right. Guess. So well, this happens. This happens in the NBA. Drew holiday. So it's going to be a yes, Drew three first round picks and the, in the money. Four mm-hmm. first round picks. Four first round two, picks in the money. Two pick swaps. Then cool. I'm all for it. Right. But that's the, how you. That's still, how you. But you still got to add it at the power four because you don't want to fucking Grant Williams starting at your at your power four. But you're going him too. He's he's up for a deal. So you could see you signed. later. Like you you started <laughs> like Grant Williams. I've been out right. on Grant Williams. Like he's hey fuck you man. Grant Williams had a run. He just disappeared. I'm down exactly. to get rid of him. I'm absolutely down to get rid of literally anybody except for Tatum and Brown. Um, Rob Williams I, is entrenched on this team too. I'm keeping. I'll it. give you. Oh, I would trade Rob Williams in a fucking second. Army, yeah. I'll give you this on smart. I'll give you this on the starting lineup, and that includes Horford. Though you can't, you're still doing it, Bill. You're still underappreciating Al Horford and what he means to that starting. I lineup. apologize to my for my take to you. I think you if were you right. Leave- I said you were fucking right, but you can upgrade with him. He disappeared in the finals, Rich. He disappeared. He's thirty seven years old. You need to look to upgrade there. That's he the needs problem. to drop his minutes. You need to exactly. Been. So you need if you can upgrade your bench, you can upgrade Grant Williams, Daniel Tice, right? All right. If you want to be real, White, Tice, Williams, your your three core guys off the bench. That's where you need to upgrade. As much as I like Peyton Pritchard, you need to upgrade there. You need to upgrade. He's a defensive liability. He's already bitching about his role. He's a young guy bitching. I I, I need to just get a role where I play twenty minutes. You're exposed in twenty minutes. You're a spotty shooter at best. You need those are the four guys you need to upgrade, and that Wait will allow Aaron D. Smith next year, baby. That will allow our guy. That will allow Tatum, Brown, and Williams to play less minutes. And Horford. That's where you need to upgrade your bench. You're fine in your starting five. If you plan on keeping Horford, I would upgrade if you can there. That's my biggest and move him to a bench role. If you can, I think him coming off the bench in limited minutes would be better than Grant Williams coming off the bench. In, at twenty seven million dollars. You want him coming off the bench because that's at thirty seven years old. That's what a thirty seven year old could do at this point. He doesn't have to come off the bench. I'm thirty seven. I can't as long, do that as long as he as long as he doesn't play 35 minutes, 40 minutes a night. I'm with you and I, and I can go both ways. Uh, on the Celtics, like their starting lineup, and they've probably earned one more crack at it. 
However, if you identify this team and your deficiency is playmaking and you think your biggest weakness down the stretch was Marcus Smart's decision-making, then then that's a move that you should make. Or if you look at it and say, Jason Tatum just needs to take the next step, and if he can figure out how to take over fourth quarters, it doesn't really fucking matter who's playing point guard, then there's your next step. And that's probably more realistic, honestly. Can if I Jason Tatum figures out how to dominate fourth quarters, then yeah, sure, Mar- Marcus Mark can stay your point guard and yeah, upgrade your bench here and there and tweak the edges. Um, that's probably the more realistic path. If you got Jason, the Jason Tatum you got in the net series, you win the NBA Finals. Yeah, you win. You probably win in six. So you there you go. So right. So if you if you think on that on those lines is like you said, big fourth quarters. Think of him in the first, even against Brooklyn. I'm mean, um Milwaukee. He had what one one bad game, two bad games in that seven game series. And you look, he took over a lot of games late, right? So I mean that that's where if he can learn how to do that consistently, I mean. Yeah, that takes you over the edge. Jason Tatum is the biggest X factor of the reason you didn't win a championship because he the, the lights got I the single biggest reason you did not beat Golden State was because he did not play at his all NBA level in the finals. I agree. Period. Period. And he had 13 points in game six in a closeout game. You needed him. His best performance of the playoffs in game six wasn't there. He 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 wasn't there. Sorry. Ray, you disagree. Yeah, I think it was other factors. I don't think it was just solely Jason Tatum being uh, the one. Well, you didn't say solely. You said the biggest. Yeah, I don't think it was the biggest. Uh, Minus 51 from the bench in this game six. I mean, the bench sucked in the whole Golden State series. What you lose by 10 in game six? It was like Uh, a 20-point game. Was it 20? Yeah. I mean, when it got got away from us, like 20. Um, Yeah, I already say. If if Tatum, Kevin... It was the same as last year. I told I, I told you this last year. If Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown make the leap, they will they will be a top four team in the East, and they were. If Jason Tatum makes the next leap and figures out how to play with his back to the basket, not forty feet from it, saw Kobe do it, saw MJ do it, saw LeBron do it, saw all these guys that saw different defenses throughout their career offensively shift and move to a different part of the floor so they can operate and still score, not just distribute, but score. You can't score from 45 feet unless you're Steph and nobody's Steph. So Jason Tatum has to learn how to get the ball on the block or close to it and score. Look at Giannis, look at Kobe, look at MJ, look at all these guys that operate inside the three-point line, and then you move out, and then you move out to the three. So um, I agree. That's the biggest move. Okay. Uh, There's a lot of Celtics talk. Their season's over. Won't be talking about them for a while. Uh, So until then, let's throw it over to headlines with the obvious one. Thank you there, Richard. Uh, We are officially in the dog days of summer. Woof, woof. I will now read the rest of the headlines like Scooby-Doo. Whoa, whoa, the Wet Sox are a winner, winner. Chick- I can't do fucking Scooby-Doo. Chicken dinner. <laughs> they take over the number one wild card spot from the Blue Come on, man. You have to at least try. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo. continues to be a super-duper. Abiyaga, even with the team wearing their stupid canary yellow uniforms like Bill You hate Sheridan. those? I kind of like them. I do, too. <laughs> you uh, would, so- fucking green shirt. Uh, the Celtics president of basketball operation, shirt. Brad Stevens, says all, all options are open to the take in order to approve the team. I can't. I Just can't keep going. Come Maybe on. that means Marcus Mark and Scooby-Doo scram. Uh, live golf. Scored <laughs> it's its latest ruin the number one line. 
Oh, sorry. Live Golf scored its latest blood money victim in Brooks Kepka. The PGA Tour responded by adding extra goodie bags in the clubhouse for the scrubs left on tour. And Robbie Bobby Gronkowski has retired from the NFL again. Or has Maybe. he? This has been Headlines with the Obvious One. Back to you there, Richard. I can't Bill do Scooby Doo. Really, Bill really stepped on your last word there too. Yeah, that was the worst Scooby Doo in the history of Scooby Doo's. It was yeah. bad. I don't do Scooby Doo. All right. I don't do anything good. True. Ray, do you have that same shirt? No. Yes, he does. He wore it when we played golf. Fuck you, Ray. Because <laughs> I said it, I was like, "Fuck!" I just bought that shirt. <laughs> Catching up with the Red Sox. Uh, Ray, take a nap. Uh, actually, I'll take a walk too. I haven't watched fucking almost any baseball uh for good reason um because it's long and and i'll keep you caught up thanks okay let's i'll give you some catch up we don't have to go i won't read all of this but we'll take it player by player stat by stat i want to do catching up with the red Sox with the stats because baseball is about statistics ask billy baseball i got a hard on right now yeah the guy's been i saw that table move bumped up uh as of wednesday they're a half game out of that first wild card spot they're never going to get the division the yankees are on 120 something win pay- pace 120 100 yeah 120 pace yep they won't keep that up either but they're still not gonna you're 12 games back you're not gonna catch the yankees so it's the wild card you get three wild card spots no reason this team should not be in the playoffs uh you're basically tied with the blue jays at this point um you just gotta you gotta remain status quo so Actually, Bill, why don't you, you want to just do a uh, quick synopsis or, or your thoughts on the Red Sox recently here as uh, people tune back in to baseball now that the summer is here? I mean, you, I think since May 19th, you're the, you're the third best record in baseball. I think the Braves are right up there and the Yankees, too. So you're right behind them after the Braves just lost a 14-game winning streak. I mean, you're playing good. The bats are hot. I mean, you're getting contributions from everybody, even Frenchy Cordero's hitting. I mean, he had three hits, uh, their last win against Detroit last night. Tuesday as we record on Wednesday. So, I mean, they're, they're playing good. Uh, Tanner Hoke looks like he's kind of settling in in that closer role, which has actually been, you know, stabilizing that bullpen. I mean, Matt Strom went out there Tuesday night and kind of struggled a little bit. You saw him come in and get a save. So, I mean, you're stabilizing a little bit there. You're still struggling a little bit on pitching. I don't trust Rich Hill. You almost gave a game away when he started. But, I mean, you're getting contribution. Trevor Story's second or third in the um, AL in RBIs, which is good to see. But, I mean, you're still, I think, pitching is still your X factor. You got holes in your lineup in first base and right field. You can't keep playing fucking Bobby Dahlbuck and um, Jackie Bradley there. So, I mean, you need to add. You, you still need to add. You're a playoff team. I picked you 92, 93 wins. You're still a playoff team. You, the, the division is out. Check the tape. You fucking know it. Check the tape. I said after he did. I sh- remember that after he said that, I was like, "Oh fuck!" He did say that after his sh- after their shitty start. I said they're not going to win seventy games, but I also said the same thing last year as they kept winning. So I'm always down on the Red Sox, but this year for some reason I picked them and they started off shitty, but they're they're hot. They're going to make the playoffs. They don't feel like a team that should be this hot and this good. Yeah, <laughs> they got shit. No, I mean, now, I mean look, I was optimistic time. about them last year. And I had, I think, some reasons to be. I was so down on them this year and the way they handled their offseason. Obviously, there was a lockout, and it was a, a weird, truncated, short offseason. Um, so maybe I was just down on baseball in general. But I didn't like the story deal. I thought they needed to do something starting rotation. They didn't do anything. They did less in the bullpen. Um, I thought I, – I just didn't think that it would translate. 
And to be, if it wasn't for the Yankees, right in the mix of it, like doesn't feel like that club. But I guess $230 million payroll shows up at some point. You still get one of the best lineups in baseball. And your pitching uh, has done enough so far. Even your bullpen. uh, You got Ray's cousin out there now. Schreiber, Schreiber, Schwaber, whatever his name is out there. And in the bullpen. So, I mean, you're adding something. I mean, he's got a point. 8-9 ERA in 21 and a third innings right now. So all right, st- take it easy with the uh with the uh digit jizz. Let's let's go through a couple uh statistics here. I'll give you the leaders on the team for uh we'll start with the lineup and your big uh statistics here. Home runs, RBIs, batting average, OPS. Your home run leaders, Raphael Devers with 16, Trevor Story off their slow start with 11, JD Martinez with eight, Xander Bogarts with six, Dalbach with five. Bobby Dalbach. You no, know it's funny. Three of those guys probably won't be on this team next year. Cool. RBIs. Your leader is uh, Trevor Story, the RBI machine with 48. Uh, Raviel Devers up there at 43. Verdugo, 33. Surprise name in there. Xander's at 31 and JD, 30. Batting average. Xander Bogart's 335. JD, 330. Devers, 328. Those guys have been good pretty much all year. Verdugo at 247 and Trevor Story at 223. 223 is your fifth best batting average on the team. So keep that in mind. And then your OPS, you have Devers leading at 982, JD at 931, Xander at 883, Story at 728, and then Verdugo at 643. So clearly uh, some power there from your big guys. Anything stand out out of, the, out of those numbers? I would like to see JD Martinez home run total good tick up a notch right i mean he's a guy that you you expect to hit for power he only hit 28 last year so i think it's a trend i mean he's on that pace again this year i expect story to to continue hitting a little bit i don't expect 223 i expect him by the end of the year to be 245 250 truthfully i think he's going to knock in 100 runs i think that's the biggest surprise for me is how many rbis when i was looking at the stats um earlier this week and it was like he's top five in the rbis in, in the al he's only had one rb uh, 100 rbi season in his seven-year player uh playoff career playing career i should say it was 108 you know and he was in some pretty stacked lineups in colorado for years with aaron aaron arenado so i mean it's like it's to see him up there and, and batting in the six hole kind of shows you a little bit of the depth one through six on this team for him to be kind of leading the team in rbis i think the biggest the biggest surprise outside of JD's lack of power this year is story, you know, leading the team in RBIs. I just didn't I was shocked to see that when I looked this week. Well, and he's collecting a lot of those RBIs on home runs. So he's kind of making up for that difference. I'm just looking now. JD Martinez is hold on, let me find it. Second on the team in doubles. He's got 23 to Devers 24. So that that bumped up that OPS for sure. So you know, his power numbers, he's hitting the ball hard, I think, and in, in, in driving it. But, yeah, generally he's getting those out of the ballpark. Um, it's good to see the name in there that keeps sneaking up is Verdugo that doesn't get a lot of play and doesn't get a lot talked about. But he's he's got to be cleaning up in that, what is he normally in the seventh hole? Getting some guys hitting, on, ba- on base. I think he's hitting less than Trevor Story is. That's the problem, right? So last year he was hitting better. The year before, the 2020 hit 280. Right. So last year, I think he was in the 260. And this year, he, he was terrible. He's been terrible for a while. Like 33 RBI is cool. We're in almost July at this point. You'd like to see more. I mean, he was the centerpiece of uh, Mookie Betts trade 
and you see Mookie Betts turn into an MVP, uh, turning back into an MVP level caliber player this year before he cracked his ribs. So it's like, I'd like to see a little bit more out of Verdugo. Truthfully, I think it's bad. I would like to see more out of him. Very good. Uh, I'm glad you brought up that point about Mookie Betts because I don't think we talked about this. But in an interview, he said that he did not want to leave Boston. I don't believe it. Bullshit. No. PR bullshit. Fuck you, man. You definitely well, he said it on he said it on a Boston podcast with a Bradfoe podcast. That's where he said it on. If he said it was in LA, I guarantee he'd be like, Yeah, fuck that town. Yeah, he's full fuck of shit. those racist cunts. I'm out of here. And also to, to, also to your point, he was an MVP before before he hurt his ribs. Uh uh, yeah. You're you're five seven average height, 180 pounds. You got 12 years left on your deal, 400 million dollars or whatever. Yeah, the dude's gonna hurt his ribs. He's gonna hurt his leg and his arm and whatever boo he fucking gets. Get every last fucking dollar out of the Dodgers. I love it. I love how they get how much money. Yeah, they I'm get with paid. you too. But uh, I've always been on the camp. I wouldn't have paid Mookie Betts four hundred twenty-five million dollars for fourteen years. I would over. I would I would have overpaid him to keep homegrown talent, but four hundred million. Eh, that's right. Three hundred and change. I think when he would when he was 27 coming off an MVP year, it's like, okay, give him 10 years. Yeah. Like, give him, give him that 10 years, overpay him for that 10 years. If you want to pay him 40 million for 10 years, fuck it. Just do it. You overpay your homegrown talent, but he didn't want to be here. That's all bullshit. It's all fucking bullshit. It's all PR bullshit. Like you said, it's a Boston podcast. He didn't want to use that. Fuck him. Fuck Mookie Betts. I'm dead. Yeah. He's dead to me. Um, just the, the last thing on the lineup, uh, Morta Verdugo for sure. That will help. Their outfield is, Hurting. Uh, Kiki's been in a, out of the lineup with injuries, hasn't been able to get going. We know he's a streaky hitter anyway. Can't really rely on him for yeah, consistency. Jared Duran's playing now out there. And Duran has looked okay. Um, I think he's, he's over 300 in his limited time. You know, he did they... the same thing last year, though, when he fell off. Let's see if his experience last year can help. Generally happens with young players, right? They come up, they get a taste of the big 27. They, if you're, oh, fuck. He's right, 26, well. 20, 26 or 27. He, he, you want to talk about a guy that's coming up? Top five Red Sox prospect, center another centerpiece of the Mookie Betts trade. Jeter Downs making his major league Jeter debut. Downs making his main, yeah, major league I saw debut that. tonight, Wednesday, as we record this. He's Can he play right field? No, and he can't hit either. So Was I don't he hitting one eighty? I have like yeah, right around the mid. I have no idea why you brought they brought him up. You have, I have to. no fucking clue. I know why, because he is a he's a key prospect in your system. He sucked forever. They've tried to get him right down there. Now just try and give the kid a boost, bring it up. To have, the you bigs, ever noticed, the- have you realized lately they're pumping out the shitty assets they got back? That they got back for the Benatendi trade, even though Winkowski's actually been he's was saying he was the best pitcher. He's actually been playing okay. But for Dugo, Jeter Downs, they brought up Colton Wong the last couple of years. So it's like they're really trying to shove these guys that suck down our throat. I yeah, actually they're... like Winkowski, but Frenchie Cordero is playing regularly now against right-handed hitters. It's like, Jesus Christ, you could have had these guys with fucking Benatendi and Betts. Right. Instead, now we get the fucking cast-offs that used to be those guys. Speaking of cast-offs, let's do some pitching stuff. Um, I'll give you the five main starters. Obviously, there's been more than these. Um, give you their numbers, then we'll do the bullpen. Let's see if we can move this through this rather quickly. Start with your guy, Ray. Michael Waka Waka Waka. One of the line, lone bright spots in the early days of this Red Sox season. Uh, okay, started uh, play, uh, pitched in 11 games, 59 innings. He's 5-1 and one with a 2.2 ERA, 41-17 to 17 strike to walk out ratio those are about the best numbers you're going to see out of this uh, starting five 
this one's close, though. My guy, Nick Pavetta, 14 games pitched, 81 innings, 7 and 5, 331 ERA, 82 to 29 pitcher. strike to walk out. He had a rough start and then uh, complete game. He pitched in this. Seventh inning, a couple times too, right? He's been back to back. I think the at other 81 innings, he's innings. cleaning up against the rest of these guys in the starting uh, rotation. So, Ivaldi, who's on the 15 day out at this point, 12 games, 68 innings, four and two, 316 ERA, 72 16 uh, strikeout to walk ratio. Garrett Whitlock and his first kind of uh, stretch out in, in, a, in a MLB rotation, 48 innings, two and one, three, five, one ERA, 49 to 11 strikeout walk ratio. And then the old man on the hill, Rich Hill, 60 innings, three and one, four, five ERA. I can't um, believe you've already, I can't believe you already got fucking 60 innings out of Rich Hill. That's surprising me. I, and who would have thought of all the finally after a year and a half is on the DL. Who would have thought? thought? <laughs> Only the 15, <laughs> only 15 or. Who would have thought? No, but I mean, Nick Pavetta is your lone bright spot in the rotation right now. Oh, you got to uh, give Waka credit. No, I like Waka. Yeah, Waka has been a pleasant surprise. I, I thought he was a scrap heap guy, but the biggest I would have guessed starting to try, but I, 15, 59 innings is low. He like, was on a DL too. He lost, he lost three right. starts. With okay. Him. He went on a DL and he's a guy that you're hoping to get solid five innings out of him and that's what baseball's turning to i, I think when we're going to get into this because i did read the email you dick face ray but chris sales coming back so it's our what the Didn't role even say that once today what the role yeah you did so what the role of chris sales going to be so the importance now on a baseball team is your bullpen right so with him coming potentially coming back you want to slot him right in your rotation i'm pulling guys like garrett whitlock up whitlock out of that rotation because he's your he's your biggest weapon on the pitching staff right now and you want him in the back end of that bullpen the biggest weakness on the team in the pitching staff is coming in that bullpen you're getting a little stability with tanner hulk right now but guys like james paxton are coming back and guys like chris Hill are coming back that makes rich hill and um, Garrett Whitlock expendable in the rotation. And those are guys. I think you stabilize that back end of that bullpen. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to disagree with you a little bit, but in the same vein, I would put, we're skipping through the, the bullpen stats here. We'll get back to it, I guess, but I'd take Chris sale and put him right into that late game, late inning game role. I'm going to throw Ray's analogy out here. $30 million for a fucking closer. What? Don't care. Don't care. Don't care. $47 million for a bench guy. And, and here's how I'll justify it. You just said the more important part was the bullpen. We saw what Whitlock meant to them early in the season when they were dropping games. We've seen it now. What, what they have a 6 1, 6 2 lead against the Cardinals that they almost blew the other night? It's five to, yes, they won six to five. They had to bring Hulk in to get a one out save because fucking um, Strom so, coughed it up. Whether it's Paxton, Sale, or Whitlock, out of those three guys, right. Stay, try to stay awake. One more segment. Out of those three guys, I'm not trusting Chris Sale to go into the starting rotation and give me five it's five solid innings right off the bat. I've I've already seen too much of him out of the out of the time that he's been with the Red Sox to to understand that that's probably not realistic. So give me Chris Sale for two innings on the back end, and let's keep stretching Whitlock out and see if he can become a decent uh, top end of the rotation guy. And then give me James Paxton's heat in the back end too, and see where that goes. And Rich Hill as your fifth starter or Seabold or whatever trash you want to fucking keep bringing up from AAA. I don't give a shit. But I would put your I would put your 
your guys that you really rely on that have the nasty stuff in your deepest hole, Irene joke insert. And that would be late inning bullpen. And that's where I put Chris Sale and James Paxton. If those guys come back and they're actually healthy, that's what, what do I think, do. What do you think Sale actually comes back? After the all-star I have I comes back. Yeah, probably all-star break. I mean, you're saying looking, two weeks, but no, you want way. you want him so you can spend 30 days on a rehab assignment. You want him to get four starts. He pitched one inning in Worcester or Portland. I don't even remember where he was. I don't think he's gone there yet, has he? I thought he was just pitching down in Florida. No, he he had a rehab start. He's, he had one inning. Oh, did he? Yeah. 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 I'll tell you right now, I'm 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 throwing it all out there. Chris Sale is going to come back to a Cy Young level Jesus. this year. Right. We're going to do it. Going on, I'm, I'm, we're done going with the Red on. Sox talk. Jeez. Quick afternoon delight. We're back with Simplest Minds of the Week. Bill just made the list. <laughs> Again, two weeks running. Skyrockets in flight. Woo! Afternoon delight. Whoop. You guys have it, I think. Huh. Afternoon delight. I don't know, Ron. That sounds kind of crazy. Are you stupid or something? I'm as stupid as a stupid does. How did I make the list last week? No, I just show up. That's what Rich said. I didn't say it. Rich. I was said at it. a concert. Rich, I look at look at. I didn't say it. Rich said it. He said, Wait, show "You're up. such a pussy." God, fucking his own gun, something. Once his in your guns life. can reach my fucking house. Here's how you made the list. We didn't have anybody else, and uh, and then we did. But then uh, you still were on it. So cool. You're in the email. Don't fucking, uh, cool. fucking cool me. This is mostly your segment anyway. So, yeah, let's uh, scratch the Bitcoin one because I just read something else that came out after that. And that Trevor Lauren stuff eh, might have been a little exaggeration there. <laughs> no, I read something different about Trevor Lawrence. I read the, what you gave me. He turned his 30. Uh, welcome to uh, welcome back. Here's the simplest minds of the week. Let's start with the Bitcoin athletes. I read that Trevor uh, Lawrence turned his $32 million salary, bo- salary um, signing bonus into 9 million in Bitcoin. So I've read a little bit different. I guess he signed an endorsement deal with some website that paid him in Bitcoin and they called the website called it a signing bonus. So I thought they added like his whole $24 million he got $22 million in a signing bonus and $2 million from this endorsement deal, but the endorsement company called it a signing bonus. So they threw that whole signing thing into that little graph I sent you. So, okay. Well, either way, um, we don't have to spend too much time on it. The run of athletes taking their salaries in Bitcoin has obviously bit them <laughs> in the ass. Pun intended. Uh, thanks. With... <laughs> With the drop of the market, thanks Obama, the uh, these these guys are, are losing losing some money. I don't know if there's anybody else on the list that guy. that you gave me that makes. I guess Saquon Barkley is a big name. He lost thirty two percent of his uh, bonus, but Russell are, Okun was the first guy. He took thirty. Also, by the way, I asked you what this was because you never described it. You just sent this. This this is just a fucking Excel spreadsheet out of some nerds. It's bills. It's bills. I, made bills. It. <laughs> I, count, I got all the info and I made it. I put the percentages <laughs> up there and everything. Bills on his lunch break, I'm just fucking, fucking throwing cool. it down on an Excel of spreadsheet. Did. I didn't know that. I swear to God, that was that's just that's not even Excel. That's Word. 
You fucking <laughs> grafted in word, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. You insert table and then you can just do it that way. You think I know how to do fucking equations in the Excel? That shit's hard as fuck. <laughs> EX this, what square this? Thumb that. plus A1, A50. <laughs> I didn't know that. I didn't know that. He did the numbers himself. What a fucking idiot. <laughs> he put him into word. Fuck. I gotta go back and look now. I bet I bet you the fucking tabs all off too, isn't it? <laughs> what a fucking idiot. I just don't have the heart to tell him. <laughs> Wait, you didn't do it? No. God damn it, Bill. <laughs> You should just let him go with it, Bill. Damn it. <laughs> you just ruined his night. Oh, man. I'm going to pretend that you still did. <laughs> when you watch the video back, you'll see me melting it as your head's down laughing. I'm like, man, I didn't do that. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Shit. I really wanted that to be true. It is in word, though. It is. Yeah. It okay. Is. What else do we have? Sean Watson. Oh, Deshaun Watson settled 20 of his 24 uh, rape cases or uh, diddle cases um, against the uh, uh, massage therapist there. And I don't know. I don't know what to think about this. The last four do them in. Where does the NFL go with this? This ties into uh, my opening take. Roger Goodell sat in front of uh, Congress and lied through his fucking teeth about the monster that Dan Snyder is. Why is this guy still an owner? Has he has he already threatened to come out with all the dirty secrets of all the other owners? That has mm-hmm. to be it, right? Uh huh. Uh-huh. He's the one that leaked the John Gruden emails. Right. Oh, I forgot about that. Just a little warning shot across the bow. I mean, because Bruce Allen got those emails. Mm-hmm. Bruce Allen and John Gruden are good friends, and Bruce Allen's the one that got those emails. You don't think Bruce Allen was like, "Hey, put this or put this away for a rainy day"? What happened with the Gruden? Uh, I don't remember which way this went. Did um, he sued? Did they throw that out, or did they throw the appeal out against they threw the, the NFL? They threw the NFL's side of yeah, it. Yeah, out. yeah, yeah. I thought that was true too. So yeah, they're they're in some hot water here, and now they're dealing with the Deshaun Watson shit. If he can't get those other four girls settled it still might make, not make a difference well those are the four real girls well the so first I, one the i have said this i've said yet. this i think a lot of those people are probably people that had massages gave massages to deshaun watson and they're like you know what the first girl that came out i think the real four that are going through with this are the real four that have legit shit against against him i think the other girls whatever kind of latched onto that thing and so and so paid it in their mind there's a reason these guys settle quickly like that because i that's to me where i see a payday when they settle there's 20 yeah there was probably women. some type of but that's we, why we the four asked or like was forward with them but it who's the one he jizzed on her chin that one probably didn't settle chest and from face a, from no, a and face and face i don't know if i trust it Dude, he must have been. I mean, he, I want to see those fucking things. You know how they make those. Uh, it's got a fucking elephant trunk between. That was his the legs. most that thing unrealistic. The room. 
exhibits the, the strings. I want to see like the dioramas that they make. Oh, like guy a murder jizzing. scene. Like where yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just jizz. This is how this jizz. This is dude, sexual assault. An, so we'll cut this, cut this, cut this. Cut he's this. got an elephant trunk between his legs. He could probably jizz across the room, not even hard. Yeah, and I don't think it. Well. I don't think it matters on dick size. I was listening. I've been listening to a lot of Segura and Kreischer these days. You ever listen to a? Tom Segura's bit about his uh, loads. He's with, no. he's actually he's talking to um, uh, Theo Vaughn. He's like, uh, and he just comes r- not funny. Oh, I like Theo Vaughn. Get him I in the right like room. Him. Get him in the right room. He he just Segura comes out and just goes, uh, "Hey man, you shoot big loads." <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know if Theo Vaughn's tr- like actually homophobic, but he plays the part in his skit and stuff. So he's like kind of backing off and Skirts is like eventually like I shoot fucking massive loads. <laughs> That's a guy that gets built up for a little while. That's probably why. Anyway, uh, yeah. So uh, the Deshaun watching shit, the uh, NFL scandal. These guys are a bunch of fucking morons. And then the PGA and live was the other one that we had. OK, yeah, let's know Brittany Griner. Oh, two more. OK, let's do live first. So live uh, as a uh, blood money Brooks Kepka over to out of the PGA bill. We haven't got your, we talked about this a little bit last week. We haven't got your thoughts on uh live golf in the Saudi blood money. That's taken uh, America. It's fine. The Saudi government can kill babies on the 18th hole of Augusta. And I'll still, I would still join them because money talks money fucking talks. When Dustin Johnson got 125 million to play there for four years and he could still play the majors, the majors. So okay. why would you, Yes, he can be. No, no, they're trying to abolish that because the point system, they don't want these guys coming because of what happened with the U.S. Open. They don't want these guys coming and playing in the The uh, PGA. Explain that, Ray. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. No, no, I'll I'll explain it right here. The four major major golf championships are not governed by the PGA. They have the PGA does not own those four tournaments. You need a point system in order to have enough points to qualify for these. And if you're on live tour, you're not going to be able to qualify because they don't. Uh, give them the point system to, but you also get it. You also get exemptions. You also get exemptions. I, I, it's, well, do you think they're going to hand out exemptions to the guys that are leaving to for blood money? I, I'll take give me blood money all day. Give me, I'll uh, eat dead babies to get blood money. I don't give. I a see fuck. it short lived. I see it as a payday. I see it as a you know what? If you guys, if you guys want to go do this? Good for you. Um, the PGA or they added a couple. Um, they added a couple more tournaments that Eight. don't have cuts, right? And they're adding some money to the purses, twenty million. So they, um, they're, they're, you know, they're responding. I just, dude, like, <laughs> what do you like? You saw the Phil Mickelson, or you saw, at least saw clips of the Phil Mickelson press conference when asked about it. There's just no response. You just have to come out and say it. You yeah, just I want have the to money. Come out, you just Phil have to Mickelson's say, a degenerate gambler. Here's He's how you say it. This, this is no problem. I think uh, Dustin Johnson said it. I made the best decision for my family. That's what everybody says when they go for the money. That greedy son of a bitch. I'll never He's probably see dumping, again. He's dumping millions into that pussy a day. Oh. A day. I'd pay but to he, watch that. Who has, the, who has the TV rights for live right now? Anybody? No one. It's YouTube. But they, they have so much money they can have their own broadcasting system. They're, what they're saying. The US, the Saudi government's investing like six hundred billion dollars into the live golf tournament. The Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this though. Come spring, the Masters rolls around. Masters. Nobody's there. It's bad for the game. Bad for the game. Well, look who bad won the, the US game. Open. Who the fuck won golf the US fans Open? will say, fuck live golf. Give me my guys back. Or make a Masters. 
And do you can you re, can you replicate a hundred year of history at the Masters? Yeah, because the Saudis have plenty of slave land. <laughs> Got that. Got that. It's Got that. true. Got Augusta that. was that. built on a fucking no, no, no. Plantation. You know, it's, a, it's it, called the Masters for a fucking reason. You can't dispute history, and uh, comedy is comedy. Ray, uh, what was the last one we had? Oh, uh, Brittany, Brittany Griner. Griner. Bill, That's fucking hilarious. Ryan. I didn't know about this. Yeah, so Brittany Griner and his wife were supposed to have a press conference. On, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, hold on. You hold keep on. saying his. You, you did this in the text chat, too, and it confused me as shit. I didn't want to be <laughs> not insensitive. I didn't want to sound stupid, but you texted his. Brittany Griner is a female human being. Okay, let me start over. <laughs> but anyways, so they were he, they were supposed to set up a, a, a press call, a phone call for her and her wife. And um, for their four year wedding anniversary, but the U.S. embassy in Russia decided they didn't want to staff the embassy that day. So his wife kept calling and calling and calling. No answer. No answer. Simple mind of the week. The U.S. Russian embassy. Idiots. But hilarious to me. Rich, can I just give you something real quick? Bill's workday. Hey, Lou. I got a joke for tonight's show. You want to hear it? I'm going to call Brittany Grinder a guy all night. It worked. It's going to be hilarious. It worked. Oh, that's super funny, Bill. <laughs> I don't do that anymore. I have a desk job. Yeah, Lou doesn't come over for break still. Come on. <laughs> I'll suck a duck if you don't kill me. This has been the Simple Mind Sports Show. Friday, uh, rewind, June 24th. The we'll day see. of the Queen's birth. Yeah, it happened. Bill, Raymond, how are we doing? Great. Can you hear the fan in the background? With nope. Me? nope. No. Do you hear my fan in the background? Yes. No, you can't. Yeah, I, don't we can. A, I don't have a fan on. You fucking. Oh, is, that, is that just your weeping asshole? <laughs> yep. Uh, good, because it's blasting over here, but that's fine because it's uh, pretty warm. And uh, it's red wine night, so we all know I get hot on red wine night. Uh, is look that like when you, you look like you're sweating already. Is that when the pants came off? Was red wine night? That was uh, everything. That was everything night. Yeah, yeah. That was a. Uh, is that when Ray posted your asshole online? Yeah, yeah. That was a mystery yeah. cocktail. <laughs> that was a. That was a mix, mystery cocktail of uh, yeah, whatever's next. The angriest I've ever seen you on this on this program. I mean, no, it wasn't on this program. It was via text and phone calls. Almost yeah, ended, but it almost. had to do with this program. Ah, <laughs> oh, correct. Almost ended before it started. I didn't mm-hmm. sign a non-disclosure. NDA. NDA. You got to sign those NDAs. Did you make Amanda sign one, Bill? No. <laughs> I have nothing to hide. <laughs> he's got... He's Yeah, he's making her sign one. It's the marriage license. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can't <laughs> testify in. Can't testify against your spouse. <laughs> <laughs> Clack, motherfucker. Clack. <laughs>
That just reminded me of, of Ray Liotta for some reason. We never touched on that. I think we were in a sensitive time when Ray Liotta died. I think there was more sensitive shit going on. So R.I.P. Ray Liotta. Yeah, that my favorite movie of all time, Goodfellas. Outstanding. And uh, I loved I love Ray Ray Liotta. Was Kevin Ray Costner Liotta. in Goodfellas there, Rich? Surprisingly, no. Wow. I so I thought about let's, this. Let's I thought it. about hold on. I thought about this the other day and I was like, man. Because I was reading this thing, I just saw like a headline about Waterworld about being the biggest flop, and I was like, man, I guess I really do like a lot of Kevin Costner movies, and I just don't <laughs> just even clicked. I didn't ever like realize it. I was like, holy shit, I've seen a lot of Costner movies. Some of them are really good. We've shit on you fair, for two years on this, fair, but I, I never like, realized like how many. When you're thinking about it, I'm like, okay, this. And I'm like, holy shit, he's been in so many movies, and so many are good, including Waterworld. Waterworld was a very under everybody that you talk to likes Waterworld. No one's ever said I don't like Waterworld. I've never heard anyone that said they didn't like Waterworld. No, everyone's liked it and it's just stupid critics. Um, There there are way more movies that you like that Kevin Costner and then Ray Liotta. He just happens to take the top billing. The top billing. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Goodfellas is a classic. Yeah, I know it's a favorite movie of all time. It's not a uh, wise thing to speak ill of the dead, but uh, that poor man aged poorly like, yeah well, did, when he was in the sopranos like i know he's supposed to look old in that he played two different parts he played twin brothers and the one that was in jail looked real old he was in a couple roles later on it felt like he like went away for a bit after goodfellas and then came back and like he was rough like even in like plastic here you go. surgery got wrong Here's, no i think he just like aged back. like i don't know if he was into drugs or smoking or something but it's like his face just like got scrunched up the, he was a dreamboat in field of dreams he was. Oh, yes. We came out of the cornfield. That's a wet dream. That's, that's, a, a, Billy, that's a Billy wet dream right there. <laughs> Kevin Costner and Ray, Ray Liotta and their dad's son. They, Ray Bill falls asleep to them boning in the field. John Cusack was in that movie, right, too? Didn't he play Sheila's show? Was that him? That one, I think he was, was in that, that one. Oh, was that no, John man. Cusack? No. No way. Maybe I was thinking of Eight Men Out. Is he in Eight Men Out? I don't think I've ever seen that movie. Oh, thank God, because I haven't seen it either. I didn't want to be ridiculed. Oh, that's eight, men, eight men out is what we call Wednesday morning in Irene's. <laughs> we still we start the show there, boys. <laughs> Feeling good on that one. Uh, some of mine sports show. We talk all things. Uh...